Turn your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 6 for our thoughts. Nehemiah chapter 6. You'll find Nehemiah between the books of Ezra and Esther. So that's pretty easy to remember. E.E. Ezra and Esther. Get there if you would. Stand, please. Nehemiah chapter 6. Beginning in verse 1, the word of God declares, Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for this time you've given us. Come and worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Lord, for our members. Thank you for our guests that have come out today. Worship you in your sanctuary. Just pray now, Lord, as we break the bread of life. Lord, you'll just speak to our hearts. Lord, just uh, show us what you want us to know and give us wisdom to understand. And Lord, may we obey you through the Spirit. Father, give me the words to say. Lay on my heart and remembrance those things that you laid on my heart to say this morning to your people. Let me feed your flock. Lord, I don't know the spiritual condition of those that are here, but if there's one that's wayward, if there's one that's never received Christ as their personal Savior, oh, Father, may they come to the cross. And, Lord, take the water of life freely. Bless this message. Bless everyone that's come. And, Lord, you've heard the prayer requests that have been spoken, those that have been written down, those that are unspoken on our hearts. May your will be done with these, for we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to speak on the thought this morning of why should the work cease? Why should the work cease? Now, understand, children of Israel have been in captivity 70 years. Why were they in captivity? Because they were disobedient to God. And anytime you and I are disobedient to God, there's going to be repercussions. We are going to give an account to God. But for 70 years, they were in captivity. They are released. They go back to Jerusalem. And of course, the city has been laid in ruins. The wall is broken down. And understand, most of those that came out of captivity to go to Jerusalem had never been there before. They were born in captivity. So now they have come to the homeland. And when they look, I'm sure they thought, oh, there's 
just too much work to do. There's no way we can do this, but God placed a call on Nehemiah to lead the people. He was there to motivate them, to work alongside them, and they begin to rebuild the wall. In fact, the Bible tells you in the 15th verse of this chapter that they built the, rebuilt the wall in record time. Amen. So there's nothing impossible with God. But understand, had they decided to cease the work, had Nehemiah decided to think this is just too much of an undertaking, it's too hard, I'm just going to quit and stop, the wall would have never been rebuilt and the city of Jerusalem restored. Now, please understand something I'm about to say. The wall was destroyed in the first place, yes, out of disobedience, but God allowed the world and the adversary to destroy Jerusalem and tear down the wall. The adversary is still alive today. The world is still alive today. Understand, he would like nothing better than to creep in and destroy the walls of the church. So many times we give him a lot of space. And what I mean by that is breaches. Just like he said, well, we've repaired the breaches. But there was still some openings because they had failed to hang the gates yet. It wasn't completely done. So with that in mind, that's what I want to speak about. Why should the work cease? Now, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. How many of you belong to this church are pleased with the church this morning? How many of you are happy? How many of you are glad to be a part of the Lord's church? Well, we are the Lord's local New Testament church. We're Low Mountain Baptist Church, but we're not perfect. We got faults. You mean we have faults? We all have faults. We are not perfect. But one thing we have going for us is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's His church. He's over the church. I'm not over the church. You're not over the church. The Lord is over this church. Now, understand, if you're looking for a perfect church this side of eternity, boy, you're in the wrong place. And I'll throw this in. You're not going to find it here. Because the minute, the minute you go over to another church and join, it became unperfect. Because we all have faults. But we are the Lord's church. And our duty is to learn more about Christ, grow in Christ, and serve with one another. Can you imagine, had the children of Israel 
going back to Jerusalem for the first time, if they just looked at Nehemiah and said, well, who does he think he is? Why do we have to listen to him? What is his deal? Well, here's his deal. He was called by God to do a work for him. Amen. And I'm sure it took a little bit of the children of Israel getting used to somebody saying, this is what we're going to do. Of course, they were in captivity. They were used to being told what to do. There they didn't have a choice, but now that they're free, they have liberty, they have freedom. Now they have to surrender their will. Now, notice he talked about heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left in. Can I explain to you that even though we're not a perfect church, we're a loving church. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of this church and we want to please him to the best of our ability. But again, we must be sure to protect this body. We must be sure that there are no breaches because the enemy, the adversary, would love nothing better than to creep in and to, to, to destroy what God has built. Let me just say this. I've been here, April will be 20 years. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with you people? What's wrong with me? I'm here because I'm supposed to be. And I thank God for you. Because you have supported me. But understand. I've seen the Lord move in 20 years. In a lot of ways. With these old physical eyes. But do you understand? There's many moves of God that are unseen that God has blessed us here with at Lone Mountain. And what I mean by that is we've had, I can't take countless visitors that come through these doors over that period of time. And they've heard the gospel. No, I'm not tooting my horn. They've heard the word of God. And they've left through those doors hearing the truth. And some of them have moved away. This is a transient city. That's the hardest thing for me to ever learn as a pastor in Arkansas. First, second, third, fourth generation sitting in the same pews. They ain't going nowhere. Here, they're here for a couple months, out the door. Moved on. Went back home or went elsewhere. But they've heard the gospel. And in God's time, we haven't seen it, but the Holy Spirit has dealt with that heart. He's taken the word of God that was planted. He's added water. And folks have given their hearts to Christ. There's an increase. So we should thank God every day for that privilege. Amen. Because we are a work of God's hope. And in order to be a work of God's hope, all of us here, have to be in agreement and in unity. Amen?
got to be unity amongst us. But the devil would love to come through a breach. He'd love to discourage us and have us get mad at one another and hold grudges and destroy what God has graciously been doing here in his work. Listen, there's times I'm guilty. I've allowed the old devil to discourage me. See, he he can't have his way unless we let him. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. But sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we allow a breach. And don't think for a moment he will not come through the door. Because that's what he wants to do. So I want to encourage you, Lone Mountain. One, stay in your place. Amen. Don't come down from the wall. Stay where you're at. It'd be real easy. Say, well, I'm tired hearing old Pastor John. I'm just going to go somewhere else. You go where the Lord leads you. I'm not going to stand in your way. But I'm going to tell you, you can't say you ain't heard the word of God here. Amen. Because it's not that I'm anything. God is everything. And I'm just a vessel. That's all I am. But I don't, wouldn't want you to go with what I'm trying to say. Now, notice with me. He says, I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, although at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. Again, Nehemiah knew that there were still things to do. There are still things to do here at Lone Mountain. There's still things to do here in Las Vegas. You know, we have a great Sunday school. We got great teachers. Brother Tucci's one of the, I'll go ahead and say it. Brother Tucci's the best Sunday school teacher I've ever had in my ministry. That is a fact. And that ain't to make his head grow. It's a fact. He does it because God's given him the gift of teaching. So we have a wonderful Sunday school. There is no reason, Lone Mountain, that these pews and those Sunday school classes shouldn't be full. Have you ever stopped to think that there's enough people just in this general area to not only fill this church in every class, but to build another church and fill it with every class? Have you ever stopped to think about that? But listen, we can't quit. We still have to strive to do what God wants us to do as a church body. Amen? Now, look at the next verse. He says, That Sambalot and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. You see, the adversary, and I'm talking about the devil, and Sanballat and his cronies, thought they would convince Nehemiah to come out to them and to delay the work. 
okay? They wanted him to think that, oh, they were concerned. The devil does not mind you coming to Sunday school or coming to the fellowship. What he minds is that you come to church, period. He wants to get you to put that off. In fact, the devil will tell you, you know what? It's just too much. The world, you're never going to convince everybody. So you might as well just stop and delay serving God. Just rest for a little bit. The only problem with that is we have an obligation to God. And in God's handbook, I hadn't found any retirement plan. Amen. I will get to retire one of these days, but it's when I'm called home to be with the Lord. Now, I know I'm going to get old, and don't you dare say it. I know what you're thinking. You're already old. But I've still got a little in me. He's not done with me yet, but I do know as I get older, if the Lord tarries and lets me live, it'll eventually come to a point where I can't pastor, just like my brother here. But I can still proclaim the gospel. I can still teach a class. I can still do something for the Lord. Now, Sanballat and them wanted Nehemiah to delay. Come off the wall, come over here, meet us here. They also wanted to deceive Nehemiah. You see, the deception was they cared. The devil doesn't care if you come to Sunday school, but he just doesn't want you and your family in church. The devil doesn't care if you read your Bible. Just don't take it with you wherever you go. He doesn't care if you pray at home, but please don't make a spectacle of yourself at the restaurant. I mean, what are those folks going to think at the Cracker Barrel? See you bow your head and pray out loud. Amen? You see, he's out to deceive you and I. He's trying to tell you, listen, there's no use. It's not important anymore. You can't do it anyways. And by the way, here's one of his biggest lies. You got plenty of time. You got all the time in the world. Take it easy for a while. God understands. Nehemiah knew what was going on. Now he could have done like Eve. You say, what did Eve do? What did she not do? She didn't obey God. And because of it, sin came into the world. I don't mean innocent either. Amen? Hey, she didn't hold a gun to his head to have some of this. He freely took it. It was a choice. But the devil always uses the same tactics, Brother Cyril. They never change. And this is what gets me. Why is he so successful? It's the same tactic. What it is is because we aren't on guard. And we don't 
Rely upon the Lord. Understand, we've already won the victory. The victory's already been won. Why don't we just stay in his power and in his strength? Amen. So they say, come on down. We want to talk to you. Come to the plane. And I love what he says here. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work. Understand when it comes to the work of God, there is no trivial or meaningless jobs when it comes to serving God. All that we do in the Lord's church is important because it honors and glorifies our Father. What I'm trying to get across to you is the work of God is important. If God has got you here at Lone Mountain to sing, sing. If God's got you here to teach, You teach. If God's got you here to preach, preach. If God's got you here to tell others about the Lord, you tell. Because we're doing a good work for God. Amen. We need to remember that. Again, nothing trivial in service to God. You've heard the old adage, the one that wears the crown is the heaviest. I, I messed that up, but there's an old saying, if you wear the crown, it's heaviest. And I want to tell you, it can be. But God's grace is always sufficient. And if God will use you, then praise the Lord. Listen. It's his work. He doesn't need us. took me a little while to understand this. When I first surrendered to the ministry, I thought, wow, look at me. You old deacons, mm -mm, you don't tell me what to do. Church, you don't tell me what to do. I'm God's man. I thought I was something. In God's time, through his Holy Spirit, he taught me he doesn't need me. He will accomplish his will without us. What we need to do is surrender and be obedient and do what he calls us to do. I'm sure those children of Israel... I'm sure when Nehemiah said, God has placed a call on my life, I am to lead you to rebuild the wall. I'm sure many of them thought, who called who? But Nehemiah knew who called him. And he was faithful to the call, and God used him mightily. Now, notice what he says. He said, I'm doing a great work. So that I cannot come down. You see, he tells his old enemies, his old adversaries, not only am I doing a great work, 
I can't come down. Why? Because God placed a call in his life and he was supposed to stay at his post. He was supposed to stay on the wall. And beloved, if you're a member of Lone Mountain Baptist Church, you're supposed to man your post. If you don't man your post, who will? You're to stay on the wall. You're not to come down for a vacation. Stay on the wall. Man your post. You see, again, if you play a guitar, play it for God's glory. If you sing a special, sing it for God's glory. If you tell others about Jesus, continue to tell others about Christ for his glory. Because it all comes down as we worship here and serve here at Lone Mountain. It all comes down to doing it for the glory of God and manning our post in whatever capacity God has called us to. Stay on the wall. Got too many jumping off the wall. Amen. Get mad. Down the road to go. Folks. Pray for them. Pray for them. Because we allow the flesh to get in the way. No thing ever is good that comes out of the flesh. May I remind you what Paul said in Colossians? Whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord and not unto men. I'm not going to be able to please you every time. You're not going to be able to please me every time. But you know what? We don't have to worry about pleasing one another. We have to please the Lord. And if you are pleasing the Lord in your service, that's all that matters. Amen? (laughs) I'm not coming down. I'm staying on the wall. For how long? Until the Lord comes to get me. Amen. It says, I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Whilst I leave it and come down to you. Another thing. You know, Nehemiah was pretty bright. He was led of God. That's why he was bright spiritually. He had wisdom. You see, he knew if he left the wall, you know what would happen? The work would stop. So he needed to be there to lead. And beloved, we can't let the work cease. We all have responsibilities. I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. And those that have that responsibility, to him. To him. Why should the work cease? And then he says, Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Four times they sent, Hey, Nehemiah, come meet us in the plains of Ono. We want to talk to you. We're concerned about the Israelites. Come on down. Four times they sent for him, and four times Nehemiah said, Are y'all stupid or what? 
Are you ignorant? No, 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 no. He answered back the same way as he did the first time. I ain't coming off the wall. I have a post man. And why should the work cease? Now that is a man of God. Amen. Praise God for his children that will continue to do the work and will continue to stay on the wall at their post. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you manning your post? Are you on the wall? If not, why not? There is a lot to do still before he returns. I don't know if you've given it a thought, but I have. Everybody that's out there that doesn't know Jesus as their Savior, and believe me, there's a, there's a lot out there. Do you understand with each day that we don't man our post and we don't stand on the wall with each day, that lost person is getting closer and closer to an eternity without the Lord. If you ever stop to think about that, boy, that's mind-boggling. Plus, it'll make you soberly think. They may not have another opportunity. It's dwindling. They might not get another chance. Because God says in his word, his spirit will not always strive with man. Yes, he's long-suffering. He's not willing that any should perish. But you never know when God says, that's enough. So we need to stay on the wall. We need to mend our post. Listen, he's called you and I in his church here to be a witness to what he did 2,000 years ago to redeem us and reconcile us to the Father. So, again, why should the work cease? Why should we quit on God? Jesus didn't quit on us. Why should I stay at my post? Because people are depending on me being on the wall. So, in close, who are you? Can God, the Father, depend on you to stay at your post? Can he depend on you to stay on the wall? There are lots of people out there that need us to stay where God has placed us. So don't think that you're not important to God, that let somebody else do it. There's somebody more qualified. Listen, God saved us to serve him. All of us have a work to do for God. All of us. You say, well, I'm not good. I I need help. Then come and say, Lord, 
I want to get back to my post, but Lord, I need help. I'm not strong where I need to be. Help me be strong. And I'll go ahead and say this and I'll hush. If you don't know the Savior, you won't stay on the wall long. And I guarantee you, you'll leave your post. Because uh -uh, you're not comfortable. You know why you're not comfortable? Because you don't have anything in common with us that know Christ as our Savior. You see, this ain't work, is it? If it's work to you to serve God, check yourself. Because it's a privilege. You want to serve the Lord. I pinch myself every day. Why would he save something like this and allow me the privilege to shepherd his local New Testament church? I'm not worthy of such a thing. I just know he has. And I thank him for the honor. But he gets the glory. So are you here today? Need help in serving the Lord? Staying on the wall? Keeping your post? Come ask the Lord. He'll hear you. He'll give you what you need to stay where you're supposed to stay. If you're here today and you've never received Christ as your personal Savior, first and foremost, He wants you saved. Jesus died and did everything that needed to be done so that you could be saved. All you have to do is accept the gift of salvation. That's how simple it is. It's a gift. And he offers it to you today. What are you going to do with his gift? Receive it or reject it? It's your choice. Would you stand with me, please? Father, thank you for this passage. Thank you, Lord, for Nehemiah, the children of Israel, Lord, that you use in a mighty fashion to rebuild the wall. Lord, it was a beautiful picture of safety in you. It was a beautiful picture of you being in their midst. And Father, may we remind, be reminded of that. And Heavenly Father, now as we come to the invitation, I want to encourage my brothers and sisters here. Stay on the wall. Stay at their post. And to serve you because, Lord, we have work to do and we need to work while it's day. Because the night is coming that no man can work. So, Father, please, may your word touch the hearts of those I've stood before. Lord, may they be encouraged. Father, again, if there's one here amongst us that doesn't know you, may your Holy Spirit convict and bring them to the altar that they might receive Christ and salvation. Also, Father, I pray that there's one here looking for a church home. We're Lone Mountain. We're not perfect. But Lord, you are the Lord over this church. And Lord, we have what a lot of churches don't have. And I'm thankful for that. But Lord, I don't want to be arrogant. I never want to be prideful. I want to remember it's because of you, nothing that we've done. So if there's anyone looking for a church home, if this is where you want them, may they have liberty to come. We love you and we praise you and ask your blessing on the invitation. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.